Hello everyone and welcome to the Link Podcast with me, Elle. Remember English learners, you can study this podcast episode along with all the other episodes in the podcast as an English lesson on Link. Work your way through the transcript, translating words and phrases you don't know while you listen. It's an excellent way to level up your English. If you're up for a challenge, check out the Link Challenges page. There are all kinds of different challenges in lots of different languages. I'm currently just over halfway through my French 90-day challenge. I'm reading a Stephen King book in French, which is challenging and also super fun. If you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, please feel free to give us a like, a share or a review. We greatly appreciate it. Today I am joined by someone from the exact same city as me, Cardiff in Wales. He is a pro wrestler and he runs a wrestling Twitch channel. I'm really excited to be joined today by Shay Persa. Shay, how's it going? Hey Al, how's it going? It's good to see you. I'm happy to be on. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, excited to be on. Good to, good to do something different. Excellent. Well, it's great to have you. Um, I'm usually interviewing people in the language niche, or I, I have been. And so it's really, it's going to be interesting for our listeners for sure to, to learn about wrestling. Something I really know nothing about, I have to say. So I'm really looking forward to learning something new. First off, uh, you are joining us from Cardiff in Wales, as I said, um, where I also come from. How is life in Cardiff these days? Yeah, it's good. It's changed a lot in the past like decade. It's always been an evolving city, but um, yeah, in the past 10 years, it's really taken a like cultural leapfrog and it's a really fun city to be in. I like it's nice to see something always changing in the cities and there's always something to do, so you really can't complain. Yeah, it is, it's such a beautiful city too. So Shay, wrestling. First off, I want to know how a guy from Wales, where wrestling isn't really huge and it's not like we you know, have wrestling at, in high school or primary school, how did you even get into wrestling? So yeah, um, Rest, I, I just so happened that the one wrestling venue in Cardiff and for the most part in South Wales was two doors up from where I lived. Uh, so when I was like Perfect. five years old, I um, started going to shows and watching like people that would eventually become my trainers just starting their careers. Uh, and I, I, I watched like two or three shows and then I fell out of love with it. Um, yeah. Then around the age of like 10 or 11, I, um, I hated television wrestling, by the way. That is the other that I didn't like. I thought it was fake. Obviously, oh, okay. uh, but I thought yeah. the stuff that I was watching was real. Uh, just to let everyone know, it's all fake. Um, it, it's, uh, I, I just was convinced oh. by the illusion, the illusion of television that, like, so, oh, the television stuff is fake, but the stuff that I'm watching in this community center is real. When in reality, it's the exact same thing. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say, wait, yeah. they're different. So when yeah, you no. say fake, I, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I use the I use the word fake as a like uh, umbrella term. It predetermined is the word to use. Um, we predetermined. Okay. We, we, we work together in the ring to create the most interesting match possible for the paying mm. audience is the way to think about it. Okay. Injury, okay. Injuries still happen. I've torn my MCL. I've had multiple concussions. Uh, but um, yeah, not a fun time. But, uh, I, um, but in the same vein, I've also had some really fun experiences in it. Uh, and I eventually started to understand this aspect of wrestling and started to really appreciate it. I started to watch all kinds of wrestling. I was watching wrestling in community centers in America on YouTube because I thought it was cool and interesting and different. Then right. I'd go and uh, and then I, I really started to get back into it when I was a preteen into teenager. I really started to enjoy wrestling again. Um, mm -hmm. I started going to live events. I started 
bouncing around city to city and just enjoy, trying to find out everything from what was going on in Japanese wrestling to what was going on in um, American wrestling to what was going on in European wrestling. And I started to dig into the British wrestling scene. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to do this now. How old do I have to be to start? And in Britain, we're notorious for starting incredibly young. So I found a training school in Newport, which is about a 20-minute train journey from where I live. Uh, and I phoned up the trainer. And I've always had like quite a deep masculine voice anyway. Like I, I hit puberty voice-wise at like 13. Oh. So it really, uh, it really, so I pick up the phone and he didn't even question my age. And I turned up, I didn't expect that. He's like, where, where, where are your parents? I was like, ah, oh, I'll be okay. Uh, um, and then, yeah, I kind of weaved in from there. And I started a training in uh, Newport originally. Then I went up to the Midlands to go and train with a man who is now one of the biggest names in wrestling, which is great. Um, wow. And then I bounced uh, around the United Kingdom scene over to America. I've done, I've done a lot of bouncing to train. I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. Yeah. So is it then, a, is it a growing scene in the UK, the wrestling scene, since you started? Uh, it, so I, as I started... I'd say the year after that, British wrestling came into what we call a boom period. Okay. Uh, and it, it really started to flourish. Um, and it was a really, uh, it definitely, you know, uh, we eventually got to a point where in British wrestling, people were selling out the SSE Wembley, which is the smaller Wembley next to uh, the actual Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Uh, we had people uh, going to the Hydro and selling it. We had people going to the NEC. These huge shows were happening to the point where like WWE began to capitalize on it. And major companies now view British wrestling as somewhat of a battleground, which is incredible. Um, wow. Admittedly, due to the pandemic, we've had quite a big fall off and some other factors as well. Uh, but there, there's a bit of a rebuilding scene in the United Kingdom right now. And I mean, if you looked at it objectively as well, a lot of the people that were around five to six years ago are doing incredibly well for themselves now. And that's great. Like it, it's good to see a lot of people that were around are now able to live their dreams full time. And a lot of the people that are still around are helping rebuild or have found their own paths that make them incredibly happy. So yeah, the scene's on its way back up again after a bit of a dip. Great. And I feel like it must be in the U S too, just because there's, I say that, I don't know, just because there's that show on Netflix, um, yeah. glow, right. Glow, Which is so fun. Um, to, to, I was going to say glow actually, um, started there's now a uh women of wrestling it's called that they're having a reboot essentially which is inspired directly from glow uh and there's there's been the the amount that wrestling is influenced by mainstream culture is incredible Mm. and the fact that if wrestling gets mentioned in passing in something wrestling suddenly gets a massive turn upwards and it is really beneficial it's it's bounced back and forth and i think like wrestling's at its best when it tries to keep up with pop culture Right. Um, at, at like, and it's always the most fun. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, and there's that movie too. Uh, I don't know the name the, with Florence Pugh, the British. Uh, oh, uh, fighting with my fa- fighting with my family. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was just such a um, lovely fun film. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a great. It was a great. Um, I, I said this because a lot of I watched it with a lot of wrestling fans, and wrestling fans were quite like ambivalent towards it for the most part some people liked it some people didn't i thought it was great because i was like well the target audience for this is young women i was like this is like girls are gonna watch this and want to become a wrestler one day. Yeah. i was like that, that's, that's that's good the, for wrestling right? i was like that's good for wrestling that's yeah. good for film i was like that's good for mm. everyone um i i know the family quite well uh who, oh who, no who way based on british ah. wrestling and rest, wrestling in general is quite like a tight-knit circle so right. like you you tend to be like uh like two degrees of separation from every wrestler. Like it's uh, like it's like ah, uh, it's like that guy knows that guy knows that guy, and then I'm friends with the Rock. Like it's like uh, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of vibe. It's that kind of vibe. 
Even I know who The Rock is. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back to something you said earlier. And we talked about it being fake and you said it's a predetermined show. So how predetermined, I wonder, do you go when you train? Are you basically uh, rehearsing like a show? So that's a really interesting question. And it it varies. It actually does vary from where you go. Uh, Wrestling has different cultures. And I think that's a really Mm. cool thing about it. So the Um, way people wrestle in Mexico to the way people wrestle in the United Kingdom to the way people wrestle in Japan is it's the same sport and we will all wrestle each other, but we go about it very differently. The same way a basketball team might play very smash mouse offense and try and get to the basket to score two points. And another team may stay at the perimeter and try and shoot three. We're playing Mm. the same sport but we're going completely different ways about it. Um, And that it's kind of like that in wrestling as well, where like, um, so I like where I've trained and in the United Kingdom, we tend to train for practical situations. So you'll, you know, work with each other to make sure no matter what happens, you'll get a good wrestling match. And then maybe you'll work on other things, but it's primarily like you're getting it down and making sure it's okay. Then you'll go to um, maybe Japan where they do, tend to go a week or two in advance and prepare everything and make sure everything's at least somewhat clean and smooth. That doesn't or surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was also going to say the cultures of the wrestling replicate the actual cultures mm. very well too. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, and um, then in America, there's kind of, a, America's kind of, um, uh, again, repre- representative of the real world. America's kind of a melting pot of, wrestling culture where right. like there's there's a mexican wrestling culture there there's a british wrestling culture there there's a japanese oh. wrestling culture there wow. and it kind of it, it's a bit of a melting pot and you can go there and really do anything and it, yeah it really does vary on where you go it's really interesting <laughs> right and speaking of the states what about like olympic wrestling that's a um, completely different thing right yeah completely different yeah. but we do see a lot of olympic wrestlers transition to wrestling because ah. you I think there's this thing about being so fluid with your body and being able to move very cleanly that translates Mm -hmm. to wrestling and also uh, fundamentally just being coachable because wrestling's uh, 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 something that involves like you could be the best actual wrestler as in the fundamental moves of wrestling in the world you could be the best at but if you can't pick up a microphone and talk you're never gonna succeed in the industry and that's right uh, that's the performative side of it or Mm -hmm. at least people will have you believe that there are other ways of succeeding but uh um like exactly you can some people may and that's a great thing about as well some people could view legitimately the wrestling is the one sport where you could be the best wrestler in the world to one person and the worst to another and there's no real it's it's incredible (laughs) Well, and is there any, there's no beef between, you know, the Olympic wrestlers and the uh, I other don't, kind I of... Don't... I don't think so. I think like we take it very in stride. Like um, mm-hmm. I've the only animosity I've ever felt is like from uh, MMA fighters tend to be quite like oh, oh okay da, 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 yeah. da, da. like uh, and uh, again that's a big generalization. I've met some great ones. Um, I did a I, I've worked with people like Ben Askren and they've been great and they've been super. Um, like nice and supportive of wrestling but i the issue is they can the issue is you can never really complain because some of the most successful amateur wrestlers of all time have gone on to work for wwe and be professional wrestlers so it's like it's like it's like and also the big thing there's even though there's uh, not at all levels there's um uh money in like uh a lot more money in professional than there is amateur because for amateur sure. wrestlers don't get the contracts they don't get to they don't like you don't see amateur wrestling on tv every monday night mm-hmm. whereas you do see professional wrestling on tv every monday night so it's a it's a logical transition for a lot of them fair enough yeah how about the skills to be a good wrestler then as you mentioned it, one side of it isn't physical it's more personality and that makes total sense 
It's what else do you need? crazy. There's so yeah. many different, so a uh, uh, base level. So I'll, I'll describe like, and there's several different aspects of wrestling as well. It's like if you're a television wrestler to an independent wrestler, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different things you tackle and take on. But okay. the, 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 the actual in-ring uh, physics, you first of all have to be strong enough to be able to carry your opponents. You have to have enough endurance to be able to continue between an eight to sometimes 60 minute match. Sometimes you can go 60 to 70 minutes in matches. I've seen, I've been in those matches. It's Ugh. insane. Are they um, the same weight as you? Sorry, the person, uh, your uh, opponent? Wait, wait, wait. I have wrestled people that are four foot two and uh, 80 pounds. And I've wrestled people who are seven foot tall and 300 to 400 plus pounds. And you have um, to be able to lift that 300 it's a help it's a help um uh especially when you're training you have to do a lot of training with people that are heavier than you do it's kind of like the worst case scenario you know run run around with a guy who's six foot eight on your shoulders for 10 minutes you'll never do it in a match but right. do it to get used to it and get get that uh and then there's this other aspect where the entire time you're working with your opponent so you have to also have great communication skills you have to have uh the ability to convince everyone who is watching the feeling you're trying to convey as well. There's the stage performance side of it. And then on top of that, you've also got to go and sell your merchandise afterwards. You probably had to set up and help pack down the ring as well. You've probably, you've probably driven five to 10 to 20 at points hours. If you're in the States, like it's, there's so many uh, things that go into wrestling. It's a, it's endurance for the mind and body. There's the acting side. It's a lot, a lot of things go into it. And there's a, yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely uh, something that takes a lot of determination, skill, or passion. One of the th- one of the three, usually. Right. Yeah. I guess the passion for sure, as you say, you're traveling, you're spending so much time. Um, yeah. You're hurting I can't, yourself. I can't. Yeah, uh, like like I said, I've had multiple concussions. I've broken my hand. Oh. I've torn my I've torn my MCL. I've torn my ACL. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a rough time of it. I perforated my eardrum, which is a oh. horrible thing. Which is a horrible thing when communication is key in wrestling. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and just yeah. a horrible thing. Just yeah, just a horrible thing in general. Yeah, anything, um, anything with the ear. Ugh. Yeah, not not not. Fu- it was uh, the best way I could describe it as well. It's like being underwater. Like it was like um, I, it sounded like it just sounded for a week like I was underwater. I still I sadly don't have perfect hearing anymore. But um, yeah, not, not it's uh we do it for what we love. Hey, we do it for what we love. That's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> And what about your most recent interview before we started recording? You told me about your wrist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I do a separate job. Uh, again, like I said, stage performance comes with professional wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Bingo Lingo. They're an 18-plus bingo company based in the United Kingdom. I am one of their uh, stage performers, or they're also known as grannies. And <laughs> apparently injury just follows me in life. Uh, I've managed to break my wrist. And um, I Ooh. think the surgery scar this just there if you're if you're watching if you're just listening uh you won't be able to but it's a nasty scar it looks like i'll I'll describe it for someone that may be listening it looks like a it looks like a cartoon shark bite that is actually like that that exactly what it looks like oh my goodness how how long ago was that surgery uh i'm three and a half weeks now post surgery i'm four and a half to five post injury i think so yeah it's uh Pretty it's, fresh. It's been a, it's been a time. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty fresh, yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, bingo, bingo. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I'd recommend checking it out. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll put it on the 
I'll link to that for sure. And that's just in Cardiff or is that around uh, the UK? It's all around, it's all around, it's around Europe now. We did our first oh, wow. film in Ibiza last month. Yeah. Fun. And dare I ask yeah. why it has to be, well, I mean, an 18 plus, I guess it's gambling, but 18 plus, you mean it, it, it's, it's running the clubs or it's in... Uh, it, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's running like clubs okay. and it's catered towards, it's catered towards like a student. I mean, I say it's catered right. towards students, head parties, everything. Uh, right. I dress up as an old lady and um, my job is to get everyone hyped up and excited. That I, okay. I, I, I one of my taglines as a wrestler is that I am more than a wrestler and I think this encapsulates it. <laughs> right. Okay. And do you incorporate any wrestling moves we in actually, that show? We actually do. Um, okay. Like, it was weird. They came up to me and they went, uh, so obviously an iconic number in, I think, British culture and every culture is the number 69. Um, uh, and that there is a there is a move where I will jump onto my other bingo lingo granny partner in a 69 position, which is a, which is a very common training thing we do in wrestling. Oh, so I, was like, oh, no, I was like, oh, this is for easy. I was like, uh, I've, I've been doing this for years. So tell us about your... Now, I don't know the, the lingo around Twitch because I do not use Twitch. I honestly, I don't even really know if I understand fully what Twitch is. Maybe no. my listeners are as old as me and don't know either. First, what is Twitch and uh, what are you doing on Twitch? With so Twitch is a video streaming platform, and you'll, I'll emphasize the word video. So Twitch got its brand and build via being a live stream service that would primarily stream video games, and people would play on there. The most famous Twitch streamer or streamer that I can think of is a guy called Ninja. Uh, he's become quite popular in like modern culture. He's known as being like the Fortnite guy. I think a lot of people call okay. him. Um, and it became a big gaming platform. A lot of people went on there, game and get viewers because we live in a world where people like to watch people play games. People like to watch people share their common interests and like yeah, to interact and like to interact in a community where they can feel like they can share those interests. And it's really cool. And the Twitch live chat is perfect for that. Twitch has slowly started to expand now, um, and it's grown into a bit more of a, um, well, multimedia platform. It you can do anything from watch someone. Uh, cook on there to watch someone uh, bake on there. I mean, that's the same thing. Never mind. <laughs> you can watch someone cook on there to watch to watch someone uh, react to sport. I know that was a horrible comparison. Um, <laughs> you can watch someone cook on there. You can watch someone play sport on there. Uh, there's literally anything you can think of is probably being streamed on Twitch. As an example, last night I streamed myself being turned into Pat Butcher for Halloween. If you don't know Pat Butcher, she's a popular EastEnders character. She's about sixty to seventy years old. So turning mm -hmm. this into a sixty to seventy year old woman from EastEnders London was certainly interesting she has a very uh, a very unique look shall we yeah. say yeah, yeah definitely unique but i've done everything from that to um i put during the height of the summer heat wave i put a paddling pool out my front garden set the camera up and sat on my street and just talked to strangers and asked them about <laughs> how their day was going um and that's kind of like that i think that does show and then on top of that i do daily sports streams where i'll talk about the news in wrestling mma football really what anything and it's not just about like you may you may not even be interested in the topic that i'm talking about like i can guarantee that several of the football and mma fans that were watching me last night were not interested in watching a makeup artist talk to me about how pat butcher's eyeliner is done however <laughs> on the flip side i believe my lgbtq audience that would have tuned in to watch the pat butcher stream probably don't have the biggest interest in how Cyril Garn's going to overtake glover texier and uh the in mma like they probably right. don't there's no not no shared interest but i I think the I think again I used the term melting pot earlier. I do use my stream 
screams are melting pot to several people. Also, the more I stare to the people who are watching this on video, you can see a slight tint of mascara on my eyes from the Pat Butcher look. I haven't watched all of it off, all of it off yet, and I'm only just noticing. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of mascara is good for any time, exactly. any person, any time. Emphasizes the eyes. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you just have such a fun life where you're able to do what you love, incorporate your passions into these different, you know, activities. And I, kind of... I think like um, I had like a big thing. Like I've actually actively taken a bit of a step back from wrestling in the past uh, since the pandemic because oh, okay. I, I had a big realization with this with 18 months off of wrestling. I went I don't know if this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. A, a real like a real like it, am I gonna am I gonna for the rest of my life pursue this singular sport? Mm. Is this all I want to do? And the answer I came up with was no, but I don't want to stop. So I had to kind of find a compromise within my head of, well, if I just carry on doing this for the rest of my life, I won't be happy. But if I give up on it, I'm taking a huge part out of my life that I've enjoyed so much and will uh, will continue to enjoy. And I hit hit a crossroads and I went, tell you what, I think I'm going to do wrestling, take an active step back and try and look into other things to pursue. Twitch came up at that time. I started a Twitch and I was like, well, this is incredible. I absolutely love this. and as Twitch took off, and I managed to very luckily get a contract with Twitch's Sports Accelerator program, um, I uh, I really managed to take all of this uh, under my wing. And then I was like, well, what else can I do to enjoy myself? Because in the meantime, I was working jobs that I wasn't enjoying. Uh, I was just not something, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're trying, like, I honestly view life as a bit of a pursuit of happiness. And I... It wasn't pursuing happiness. So I, right. I, I, t- I took myself back to a point where I could. I found a means of income that will make me safe. And then I found the most enjoyable way of doing it. And I think I'm doing well at the moment. And the plan is just to keep growing and keep making myself have more fun and daring myself to do more things. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're saying that no more wrestling in the future? You would just no, stick to I, I, I No, I am. I will still be wrestling. I'm still, uh, I'm just being, actually, I put a large video out uh, on my uh, Instagram and Twitter explaining it, but essentially I'm just taking a bit of an active step back from, I've gone from training five times a week and wrestling three times a weekend to wrestling on my own terms now. I want to be able to, I'll still be training hard when I have bookings to come up to, but those bookings are going to be a lot less uh, frequent because I'm very much, very much happy doing what I'm doing. And I think I just have to put myself first. And that's it. I think that's the important thing as well. I think a lot of people get burnt out from their passions and -hmm. sometimes forget what their passions are. I love wrestling more than ever now. Like I, in the, in the time I've taken away from it in the step back, I can really appreciate how much I love it. And I, I actually have like for the first time in a while, a real want to wrestle. I'm like, Oh, I really, That's good. really, re- I have a hunger to wrestle now. I'm like, I want to get back into a wrestling ring and I'm, I'm stopping myself. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, I really want to get back into a wrestling ring. And I'll, then I'll get offered something. I'll pause and go, no, nah, I'm still going to wait. I want to. And it's like, I'm making myself hungry and hungry and like driving my own passion back up. And That's it's really, great. yeah, I, it's, a, it's a really nice thing that I've been able to do. And I found other fulfillment in the meantime in stuff like Bingo Lingo and Twitch, which has been great. Yeah, I was going to say when you when your passion becomes a chore, I think it, that's the best thing to do is take a step back. And now, like you it's, say, you have this renewed passion, desire, interest in, in wrestling. It's, it's so true, especially when you can like speak to other people that have gone to where you want to be or like maybe have reached where you want to be and you see them and you go, that actually doesn't look like the best thing on earth. And it's like, right. I think I'm in a, mm-hmm. I think I'm in a, it's like if, if, if all of this work leads me to something that may not fulfill me, I think I'm going to be okay. Uh, I think, I think I can, I think I can work on other avenues and other, other ways of making myself happy. And I 
can really say I have. And the other thing, I want to make work that I'm proud of. And that yeah. is something you need full creative control over. And very sadly in wrestling, you don't always get given creative control. Uh, so I, I'm very cautious of that. I want to make sure that when I'm like 50, 60 years old and I look back on like my scrapbook of memories or my uh, obituary that is just pretty much my Instagram and I can yeah. look at it and ju- I can look at it and just go, I really enjoyed that. That really made me happy. I'm mm-hmm. proud of myself. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people to do nowadays, but I think, mm-hmm. I've, I think I'm on my way. <laughs> Excellent. So what is in store for your Twitch channel? Uh, yeah, we do. We do like a bunch of different content on there. I've always had a big, uh, big plans. The big thing we did at the start of the year, which I'll definitely be doing again uh, in the coming months, was uh, we did a. Tw- I stayed up for twenty five hours um, and streamed with a bunch of guests, uh, popular wrestlers from companies such as AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and other places joined me. Uh, it was it was uh, tormenting. Um, <laughs> uh, it was hard, mm-hmm. uh, but we we raised over I think a thousand five hundred pound for charity. Uh, nice. we, oh, that's great. we donated that to local food banks in Cardiff, uh, in the Midlands and in each city that I wrestled in while I was out in America. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, listen, Shay, this was super interesting. I learned a lot and I think my listeners hopefully did also. Um, yeah, I want to thank you so much for joining us and best of luck with the channel. Best of luck with Bingo Lingo and all that good stuff. I hope you don't have any more injuries because you'd think having a break from wrestling meant your body was getting a break, but it seems that's not the case. Uh, the, so the, 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 the real funny thing <laughs> is I've been, I've been in, I've been injured every October for the past four years. Oh. It, there is something about the spooky month. I was there say is something spooky. about the spooky month. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least now, you know, next October, just lock yourself in your house. Bubble wrap. Don't go anywhere. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Shay, thank you so, so much. Uh, I hope it heals well your wrist and, um, Yeah, thanks for joining us today. No worries. Thank you so much for having me.